Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health Watch Essex Hidden Voices podcast series. We have done a podcast to explore the less heard voices in health and social care. I am Dan Potts, your host, and I work for Health Watch Essex as the engagement manager. And it's our job to make sure that people's experiences help improve health and social care services. We're going to talk today about a project which is called the Essex Fellows Forum. And I'm delighted to welcome two of our guests. First of all, we're joined by Steve Woods. Steve, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to see you. And Nick Archer as well. Nick, how are you? All good, thanks, Dan. Good stuff. I just want to go into why we're here and a little bit of an understanding of what we set up uh, in October last year, which was, of course, the Essex Fellows Forum. And it was off the back of a few reports that and projects that Health Watch Essex have done, which allowed men to have a voice. Some of them you'll be aware of, some of the reports I know you've both read, and some of the projects I know you've been a part of. A couple of those were weight management, obesity in men, also military veterans, which had a quite a strong male voice in relation to stigma and mental health, and also mental health on the front line, likewise. And I think the main thing that was coming out was that men do talk when you get them in a safe space. And having that kind of confidence to do so led me to the idea of putting together what is now called the Essex Fellows Forum. And what I wanted to do was try to find a venue that everyone would feel comfortable in. And therefore, we picked a pub. Uh, We picked a pub locally in Essex, which was easy for people to get to. And if I'm honest with you, in the first month of October, it was myself and my colleague, John, who literally rocked up, played darts. And I said to him, look, this could go wrong. We might not have anybody here. And... Just as we were about to leave and and call it a day and get our heads together and see how we could get more people here, six gentlemen walked in and said, is this the Essex Fellas Forum? And straight away, I knew we could have a conversation then and have eight men round the table with a drink talking about what matters to men. I want to invite both of you in because I know you've been a part of that. And I just want to start with you, Nick, about what made you want to join the Essex Fellas Forum uh, and how you found it so far. Yeah, cheers, Dan. I mean, I've sort of known yourself and Rachel and Healthwatch Essex for quite a few years. I was leading a team within an acute hospital within the operating theatres and that's where we first met. We met in that corridor all those years ago and we worked together on a few sort of projects and some research that you did. And actually for me, it really sort of made me aware of well-being and, and actually mental health. One of the projects, as you say, was the mental health within uniform services. And up until then, I hadn't really thought about it. We go and we help out at really quite traumatic incidents within the hospital this particular cohort of staff i never really thought about how the people are feeling we would have debriefs afterwards and you, we just assumed that everyone was okay but actually it sort of came to light and it made me realize that actually these things manifest potentially months down the line so it's not just that hot debrief it's actually this the ongoing support so i was i was actually seconded to the va- vaccination program so I'd missed some emails from Dan which I was I was really upset about so it was only when I came back and I saw that you'd set this the, the fellas forum up and I, I thought absolutely I, I really want to be part of that so for me it was really important because we had that relationship anyway and that really really sort of good working relationship but actually I, th- I thought it, it's I need to sort of safeguard my own well-being as well making that move from the acute trust into a, a mental health trust one of the things I was really sort of blown away by was the the supervision sessions there that really focus on sort of staff wellbeing because it's a challenging time regardless of where you work but actually for somebody to start off the conversation by saying how are you I think is important so really really pleased that I made the decision to join you really nice bunch of guys with so many different life experiences so many different challenges that they faced or are still facing and actually, it just gives you that sort of opportunity to say, Steve, Dan, do you know what? I'm just struggling a bit. What do you reckon? So I think it's really, really good. It's a great idea. and really pleased to be part of it. 
Well, thank you for that, and thank you for joining. And I must say, like, it's been great for yourself working over at the hospital where you did, and now, um, obviously, in your, in your role now at EPA, to have that understanding and have that background and be welcome and open to that conversation. And it's great to have those partners involved, and I knew that's why I wanted to get your expertise, but also some of your networks involved also. But, Steve, I want to come to you because you've got a background in mental health, as we know, and I just want to get your thoughts on the importance of these kind of groups and perhaps why men are starting to talk now when perhaps years ago that just wasn't the case. That's an interesting question, Dan. I, th- I think I'd probably take it back when I first started to get involved within the within the forum. And one of the things that uh, struck me that was in the sort of depths of winter last year, I think November, that was probably the second meeting that we had. And I was there quite early, possibly the first person to arrive in the group. As people came in, I started to introduce myself and have a, have a chat to people. And I was just struck by the diversity of people's background in, that, that, that were there, really. That was nice and really positive to have a chat and to share how you were and to hear about people's backgrounds. And, and it, I think it's, that's the, the strength that, and if you like, the sort of the mental health support that's provided within the group, that's people who are really mm-hmm. willing to chat to share their backgrounds, to talk about their feelings and to get together in that way. So from the, the mental health point of view, I, I can sort of relate it to some of my sort of social situations as well. When men get together, they'll tend to talk about anything other than their their mental health, if you mm-hmm. like. And that was one of the things that struck me straight away from that, that group is that uh, people were willing to talk about how they were feeling today, but also their backgrounds and how that sort of led up to maybe feeling a bit low, maybe feeling uh, in need of support as well. So the, yeah, the, the background is really that, I was impressed that people were willing to be so open and I think it's really important for, for, for men to, to do that as we've, we've seen uh, men can get very depressed and often you know, we're talking about sort of potential for self-harm and, and suicide mm-hmm. as well so that sort of form is particularly important. Yeah absolutely and I think you know as someone who facilitated this and have an understanding of some of the male voice I've heard in the previous projects it's been quite interesting for me to have the uniform being used as a barrier stigma attached to mental health within men understanding feelings and talking about that and showing signs of weakness were all kind of buzzwords and key themes that were coming from a lot of these reports. Mm. Now, I think for me, the main thing when I set this group up was I didn't want to all sit around in a circle like Alcohol Anonymous and talk about depression because I just don't think that's the way to do things. And I think the good thing about it is that everyone's been open enough to interact and contribute without me having to push too hard. And I think that people have been talking about those topics such as mental health, confidence, physical health, activity, weight management, addiction, whatever it be, without me really needing to push too hard. And I think that's definitely the signs that we're in 2022 and not 1992. Mm -hmm. Because certainly, in my opinion, my experience as an ex-police officer, that just would not have been the case even in the early 2000s. That was just not something that people spoke about. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's been really interesting. Well, I want to talk a little bit about some of the topics that we've spoken about so far and the link between physical and mental health, because Mm. I believe massively both of them are linked. And we've seen previously in some of our themes and some of our reports that people, particularly men, use physical health as an excuse for their poor mental health, because it's a lot easier to go off sick work by saying, I've got a migraine, Mm. than I'm stressed Mm. out my head. So I just want to get a little bit of an opinion as to some of the topics that we've spoken about in relation to both physical and mental health. I think that for me, it was the first meeting that I sort of attended, so I didn't know any of you guys. I sort of pitched up on the, I felt like very much a newbie, but obviously I knew Dan, so I felt quite comfortable having those conversations. You know, we we give introductions, so when a newbie turns up, you know, we we find out a little bit about everyone. And the first, I remember the first one was, we were just sitting around the table and Dan just basically said, 
how's the pandemic been for you? Mm. And I sat there and I thought, I wonder how this is going to go down because you, I don't know these guys. They don't know me. I don't know since it's been up and running, you know, since you started it so way back when in October, November time. I, I didn't know how the interaction had gone, how the engagement went. But I was really blown away by listening to people being so honest. And I thought that was fantastic because people were around the table, you know, had a variety of different struggles that they they've been enduring. And then mm. and then the pandemic hits, isn't it? And it just throws a completely different curveball in. And I think listening to people who, being so open about not being able to get out and see people and how that affected them was really quite sort of mind blowing for me, to be perfectly honest. And I think you know, similarly following on from that a little bit is about how as a group, and this is really about the group, not really about the question, Dan, it's about the group, how the feel, group feel confident in sharing this really important yeah. stuff amongst a group of, you know, a, a group of fellow blokes. And one of them is, I won't give his name, but he'd unfortunately sat down and, you know, we sort of always start by saying, how's it been? And, and I remember him saying, actually, do you know what, I've had a rough ride because I've just found out that I potentially may have cancer. And over the course of the next few months, it felt like we were with him on that journey. So, you know, it was giving him an opportunity, if he wanted to, to talk through how it had been, because there'd been many different sort of obstacles that he had to overcome throughout that journey. But, you know, it's great that he felt confident in talking about it. And, and it felt as though we were there as, as some really good mates, but had only just actually really just met him, able to support him on that journey. And that, for me, is makes it really, really important that people just stay prepared to open up and actually they know that people look out for them. I really like the way that they're not structured questions. You know, how depressed have you felt over this past month? It's just a really open-ended question. How's the pandemic been? And that sort of blew me away. And that's one of the reasons I'll keep going back because actually it's easy going, but it provokes those conversations and, and people engage. Yeah, and I think that the activities that have been organised that will will support those the sort of conversation to take place, if you like, in that uh, they are physical activities. The allotment mm. was really good. The outside activities, the green activities, there have been walks organised, and then the next one, the the fishing. Sometimes it's good to just sort of set the scene in that way with some sort of physical activity, and that, that will then enable the men to actually talk and to to share about their their feelings mm. and their their health issues as well so yeah and I think that it started in a pub once a month and I think that worked and what I wanted to do was get people active because I do believe that physical activity goes hand in hand with mental health and I think there's facts to prove that and I'm not talking about strenuous activity and all going for runs going down the gym just getting out walking and talking going to the allotments learning what happens there the fishing we've organized for August obviously there's a lot of other things I'm looking at doing in relation to activities like down the golfing range stuff like that because I think what it does is not just gets people out but it gets people talking while you're doing something like that now it's great when you're sitting in a pub and everyone's really enjoyed that and I think it's been a safe space to be but I just wanted to get your opinions on the kind of difference between sitting in a pub and talking and getting out and about and why you think that would be beneficial Nick we'll come to you there's a couple of things I think that the conversations we have around the table in the pub is great also the the opportunity that's there within that whatsapp group so if you're really struggling, you know, we're all linked in. So we could have that private conversation, you know, with somebody that you've sat around the table with, for example, Chris, you know, or Steve. Actually, I've got that relationship with Steve. I could actually ping something out and say, look, what do you reckon? You know, what would, what would you do? I do agree. I think with the pub, you know, it, it's, it's great. It is that safe space, but there's other people there. The allotment, I agree with you, Steve, was fantastic. It was kind of just us guys there. And, you know, you're wandering around and someone was, 
someone was pulling sort of like potatoes out the ground, chatting about what they'd done the, the previous week. And I think a change of scenery often is really good. I think that's probably the first venue that I've been to since joining the group. And, and I thought it, it worked really, really well. It takes away, you know, you're in that really safe space. There's nobody else around you. So nobody's going to overhear what you're chatting about. It's just a team of like-minded guys. And I think that worked really well done. I think what's important as well is that we start to form some bonding because sometimes in the pub you have a drink you get you get your chat in but actually you can sometimes bond over a sport or an activity just as well and I think that's what I found with the allotment and the barbecue is that actually when we're talking and we're we're engaging walking around looking at what's growing and looking how allotments works certainly new to me because I've never been to an allotment I think that's what was good about that one and I think that's then allowed me to have the idea of where else can we go with this in terms of activities but I think that if we look at how far and how quickly the forum has grown from six men in a pub to now a forum of 30 lads that are now going out and doing stuff within the community I just think that it could grow even further and look to branch out across Essex and that's my kind of next step and aim or ultimate goal really in that the allotment thing which i thought was like really really impressive is you were facilitating and probably sitting there thinking christ you know i don't i don't really want to be doing the cooking here i want to be kind of hosting it and getting yeah, those com- yeah. but actually those the guys yeah, just Ian and picked Josh up and, and they like do you know what I'll, I'll do that yeah and that's yeah. pretty you know you don't it was good it doesn't yeah, normally it happen when you go to an mm. event that someone's hosting you don't people yeah. don't normally jump in and volunteer they're more than happy to yeah. sit in the background yeah. and, so I thought that worked. And they were sort of explaining the the allotment idea, wasn't weren't they? And yeah, the, absolutely. The, ben- the sort of green benefits of it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it actually, the other thing is as well, it makes you aware of what else is happening out in the communities. Because I never realised that facility was there. You know that the team were running with regards to you know providing that support around the allotment. Mm. You know, I've, I've never heard of it, but you know, actually, what a fantastic idea. Mm. So I thought that was really good that people just they confident and comfortable to just dive in and do whatever. Yeah, 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 great. And people were sort of rotating. They were, everybody was sort of moving around, having chats with yeah. different people, introducing themselves in the group. And there was a couple of people that took the lead with that as well, weren't there? It mm-hmm. wasn't all the focus on on you, Dan, but there was two or three other members just going around to make sure everybody was was included as they mm-hmm. as they felt able to really. That's the other bit about the activities. Not everybody wants to participate and have lots and lots of chat. They also some people want to just sit and listen, join in, and get the social angle as well. And that's that's. I know we haven't done the the walkers yet, but the walk will give you the option. You can walk with somebody, get to know somebody. You can have a chat, or you can just look around and uh, take mm. in the, the mm. scenes as well. So the the activities support I think a range of interactions amongst the group. Excellent. I want to go back to talking about emotions feelings and this stigma that is sometimes mentioned around being broken down around mental health particularly within men we've seen already in Essex that the suicide rates in Tendron and culture have been sky high in comparison to those in the country so of course most of the work that we are actually doing is around northeast Essex of course people travel and don't always live around the area we've got some people coming across Essex to attend but I think it's really important that what we're doing is open and people feel safe and welcome And I think that's been really interesting for me to see the amount of people that without much effort from myself have just been willing to talk. Mm. And it's not been, right, we really need to talk about this topic today. Who wants to start first? It's just been quite natural. And that's been thanks to the the members, if I'm honest with you. What I want to ask you, Nick, is I think because you're someone or both of you, to be fair, have come back quite a few times. 
is why that is and why you feel that it's beneficial not just to you but for also for the group as to seeing this forum grow i think it's yeah it's probably a couple of things i mean it, it kind of gives you a bit of variety because we work monday to friday some of us not all of us you know people have different working patterns you've got your work then, then you've got your, your bits and pieces you do outside of work. You know, you might have to take one of your kids to badminton on Tuesday night and swimming on Thursday. So you've got like routine. And for me, it's quite nice actually to break that up, to do something a bit different, to meet some different people, like-minded people as well. I find that really, really interesting to listen to the stories that people are sharing and are willing to share. And actually just to think, do you know what? Hopefully by just being around that table, listening to somebody you're actually helping them get through whatever challenge they're facing. So you kind of subconsciously helping a, a bunch of blokes work through whatever it is. So it's breaking up the, the norm for me, meeting a load of other people, a load of other blokes, but actually sort of hopefully helping them on their journey and their, their sort of struggles. Because, you know, there's many of us that are experiencing different challenges, whether it be at home, whether it be at work. There's so many different challenges. You know, the cost of living's gone up, all of this stuff. And people are, you know, a lot of people just just deal with it, but then they get to the fellows forum and we have those conversations and it and it might and it might trigger something. But but the great thing is is a, a support network to to support that person. So that's really why I go back, just variety and, and actually that another circle of friends almost. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I joined the group as I mentioned before shortly after I retired, and it, it was you adjusting to the to all the role change and that. And that uh, came at the right time for me for the same sort of reason it's quite nice to go out and meet a, a new group of people um from, as i said before from different backgrounds diverse mm. backgrounds as well in the whatsapp group but that's that's also i find quite a, a supportive forum as well I'm, I'm always impressed with the way that people as soon as the message goes out there's people responding and mm. again it's very social and very supportive yeah i do i do think about the expertise that's in the group as well and the, and the, and the support mm. that can that can can give give to members too I see it in a little way as us all having our own types of expertise, and it could potentially not just support, but also signpost people on to uh, different support agencies as well. Because it, you know we all come from mine is a mental health background, but other people come from uh, veterans army, other people come from social um, support type backgrounds as well. So I think there's a lot mm. of expertise that could be harnessed to, to enable the group to develop further, if you like. Yeah, I think that's really important because. As I've mentioned, some of the projects that we had previously took part in, a lot of the project participants for that were really keen to join. And that's from weight management, obesity in men, military veterans, police, firefighters on the group, hospital staff, people working for the NHS. And I think what that means is that everyone can relate to some form of background that they either have or their network. We have quite a few people that have worked on projects together because of this Fellas Forum around Christmas time. I know for a fact that um, the Help for Heroes charity helped the local community build up on Essex Fire and Rescue around some of the projects he was doing. So I think that's been really important as well. Not just the fact that we're talking, but we're meeting new people and we're networking and engaging with each other outside of that forum. I think that's really important. But kind of before we come to a close, I wanted to get the kind of expectations from yourselves around what you've enjoyed most and where you kind of wish this to be moving forward to. Because I think it's always important to understand what is going well, what in your opinion could make things even better or even not better, even what would be an opportunity you see moving forward. 
I think if, if, if the group starts to, to grow, it may need just a little bit more clarity. It's about sort of harnessing the expertise that's in there in, in the way that I, w I was saying, but is that, is that just a support forum? Because not only are you there with certain expertise, you're using it, the group, the forum, for the same reason, if you like, as also providing support for yourselves. If it grows, we, the numbers might be, might be difficult to get that sort of overall feeling and that, that sort of philosophy with it, really. So sort of we've got 25 to 30 members seems to be about the right sort of number to, to get enough people together to meet on a regular basis and also to use the expertise in the group. I suppose you could replicate that across the localities, couldn't you? If you, you keep the sort of 25 to 30, you could go into so I don't a different really want, group, perhaps, but I'm not sure. I don't really want there to be more than that many people yeah. at once however yeah. it might be that we have the Essex Fellows Forum that's then broken into districts and we have yeah. 25 in this area and we go and put yeah. another 25 towards Harlow, yeah. Chelsea, Basildon yeah. that's my opinion of how to grow it I think at the moment we've got a really good number mm. and I think you're right the networking's great the expertise great and I do believe that there's quite a lot of people that are working together on projects which is great and I didn't even know Nick that earlier on when you'd said that you've put people in touch already that's fantastic to hear because mm. without this forum, you wouldn't have met those individuals and mm. therefore those people that you've helped together would never have been helped. Yeah. So that's really important. But yeah, same to you, Nick. Is there anything mm. that you, you think on that? Well, I think it would be really nice. Is It's really great to catch up. I mean, I, I totally understand it's really, it's difficult for some people because, you know, they're, they're very busy at work. They might finish late. Then they've obviously got the, the whole family life. So... I think what, what is great is, as we said, the WhatsApp forum, which is brilliant. But then also we do like the online meetings. So if people can't get away on a Monday night because Monday night's always cricket club for their 11-year-old mm. son or daughter, actually there is another option. But I think what would be really great is if we just took it a little step further. And I agree with the numbers. I think the numbers, you're right, you need to manage those. But actually something that came out at the allotment was talk of, I think they're based over at or Mersey, actually, Mersey Island. We might be able to take it a step further and have a, a bit of an event where we, where we fend for ourselves for like a, perhaps a night or so. So then you really kind of get to sort of foster those relationships rather than have the three hours and, and then have to go home. Actually, make, do a night of it. We build a sort of... Build a bivouac. Yeah, build a, build a camp to, sort of, to sleep under. You know, we build a fire, you know, we, we cook over the fire. So I think that would be really good. As I say, it's difficult because, it, you know, we haven't got finite amount of time at the end of a working day but I think that 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 might be an option. I think it's a great idea and there was an article that came out not long ago that said that uh, the best way to improve mental health and well-being in men is to camp yeah. together so there yeah. we go I think that's yeah. a great great idea yeah. I really do like that and I do believe that there's there's room for that and there's room to grow it and I think there's options there's opportunities for us in relation to activities, I talked about the driving range, we're looking at bushcraft, we're looking mm. at tomahawk throwing, and that kind of really does bond the group together. So watch mm. this space moving forward. Just lastly, before we do kind of wrap up, I just wanted to kind of thank you both really, not just for being here, but for also being massively proactive in contributing to what has been our, not just our charity, but particularly to the Essex Fellows Forum. And I think that, you know, as two individuals who have been here from day one, you've probably seen it grown from four or five of us sat sitting and chatting in a pub to now going out to allotments together. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for that. And I think that's a really nice way to kind of close. So I want to say thank you, first of all, to yourself, Steve, and also to yourself, Nick. And we have got a little something for you next, which should be a little bit of fun to wrap up the podcast <laughs> with. So I'll leave you to enjoy that. Looking forward to it. Thanks very much, Dan. Thank Cheers, you Dan. Much.
For the second part of our podcast, we're going to ask you to play our game Full Disclosure. That's a chance for you to respond to a series of rapid-fire revealing questions. And we have a deck of cards which you'll see in front of you, and each one has a question written on it. So when you're ready, grab any card at random and answer the question that follows. Nick, we'll let you go first. Right, so Steve, here we go. What does this word mean to you, belonging? Being a member of a family and having friends, being a part of a social group. Excellent. Nick, what's stopping you from having crucial conversations? I suppose not knowing people particularly well, not knowing where to pitch those conversations and you know how much detail you can go into and how much you can open up. It's not knowing that person. So here's your next one. Share something that you'd never try again. Okay. Yeah, it would be uh, skiing on a dry slope, I think. And I never knew what to do when I got to the bottom. And every time, I couldn't do that bit where you twist around and turn at the end. So every time I went down the slope, boom, I ended up face down on the artificial snow. <laughs> never done it since. Okay. What would you like to be remembered for? I think for my sense of humour, but also for, I suppose, showing that empathy. I like to think that actually if someone comes to me with a problem, I won't just fob them off. I'll listen to what they say. And actually, if I can't do something to fix it, I'll try and find someone that can. It's about taking the time to listen to people. So, Steve, who has had a big impact on your life but doesn't know it and why? I think we'd have to go back to um, my original line manager many, many years ago when I first started working. At that time, a long time ago, you left school at the age of 16. I worked in in an office for seven or eight years before starting nursing, and that transition was quite difficult, really, going Mm. from school into into a full-time job. And my line manager at the time, probably only about six years older than me, really, but I did find that transition difficult, the work difficult, and he was supportive all the way through that, really, and helped me, in the end, sort of move on from that job and uh, Mm. into something completely Mm. different. But it was, uh, was very supportive. But yeah, I don't think I've ever told him that. And sadly, you lose, you lose contact with people. Yeah, that's the thing. Could you describe which technological advancement has made your life better? I think some of these social media forums, not all of them, and I suppose it depends how they're used, but just thinking about what we're talking about today and actually the WhatsApp forum for us as a group of blokes gives you that extra sort of extra bit of support. So for me, it's some of the social media, but I'm just mindful that they can have a really sort of adverse effect on people's well-being and mental health, depending on what they're exposed to. But for me personally, for this forum, WhatsApp's great. So here we go. What would be the title of your life story? So I think mine would be One Team, One Dream. So I, I heard that years and years ago on a, on a comedy sketch show. And it was based in the job centre. And the manager there came up with these really random sort of one-liners. And one of them was uh, was one team, one dream. But for me, I think it's about sort of having that team with you on your journey and supporting them. So I think throughout, you know, from the minute we started playing football, you know, the guy that sort of scored the own goal, whereas everyone else was caning him and giving him grief, actually, you know, kind of sort of made sure he was all right. Mm. As you move through you know your your life your school life and you know we, we all experience unfortunately death along the way and actually again it's a bit about making sure that those that are left behind are, are okay 
it's about taking the whole team with you, having the whole team with you on the journey, because if you haven't got the team with you, you've got, you've got no one. No one. So no matter what you plan, and no matter what your intention is, actually, if you haven't got a team with you, you're on your own. It's not going to happen. So that, that'll be mine. Hmm. I'm not sure about it. Maybe mine would be he gave it a go or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> sort, of like, sort of hinted at earlier as uh, you know, my, my schooling background was, was quite modest, but in a way, um, the lack of achievement of that has sort of drove me on in, in, mm. in many ways. And uh, sometimes I'm surprised myself with some of, <laughs> some of the, the achievements. So I've never been too tough on myself. I've always you know, been quite quite happy and content and trying to sort of uh, get on with other people, be supportive of other people. And that's that's been my approach all the way through, really. Nice one. Thanks very much, guys. Okay. Much appreciated. Thanks very much for your time. Hope you've enjoyed the game. And thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.